Hello and welcome to the All22 podcast. Today you got Chris Lombardi and Ray Cotto. We are two of the co-founders of All22. We're here for a uh, for a daily. It's the first daily that we're doing. Super excited. Uh, it's March 11th, right? And big news just happened. The uh, Panthers made a huge move to trade up to the number one pick, trading with the Chicago Bears. Uh, the trade summary, just uh, to go over really quickly, the Panthers get pick 1-1 in exchange for pick 1-9, uh, pick 61, a 2024 first, a 2025 second, and wide receiver DJ Moore. So, Ray, do you want to kick it off telling me what you like about this, what you don't? Yeah, I think it's uh, actually good for both sides. I can kind of see where each side was coming from there. Obviously, the narrative around Justin Fields was his supporting cast just wasn't up to par for the first couple of years of his career. He's running around making plays on you know with his legs but you're not sure what exactly he can do with a competent passing attack around him because he just hasn't had the opportunity to showcase that. So this gives the Bears now a great wide receiver in DJ Moore and some uh, additional compensation to build around him, at least for this year, and then also uh, have some ammunition for after this year if they need to end up getting a quarterback thereafter if maybe Justin Fields doesn't pan out the way they hope in year three. They have a lot of flexibility from that standpoint. So it's a good move for them. And then for the Panthers, they're essentially hitting the the reset button after making a few moves over the past few years to try to salvage something from the quarterback position, right? Whether it was uh, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, uh, just could never find their footing at that spot and get what they need uh, from the quarterback position. So they now make the move to go up to 1-1, get the guy they want, and then build around him from there over the next few years. Yeah, and that's a good summary. I think uh, I agree with your take. It's good for both sides. I love what the Bears did. Um, they are adding talent for Justin Fields immediately. That receiving group now looks actually special, right? You have DJ Moore as your number one. You have Claypool as your number two. And you have a guy like Darnell Mooney being your number three. There's not many teams in the league that have as deep of a receiving core as that. Maybe maybe there's not so much high-end upside. DJ Moore is special, but he's you know maybe not an alpha number one. Um, but it's but it's deep and it's a really good crew. I think it pairs well with Justin Fields as well because you know he's a guy that's going to create time, and you now have a, a couple receivers that can you know just follow him and and get open and uh, make sure that he has some place to put the football. So I like that for him. Like that for the Bears. They had picks to really make their team better uh, at, at pick one nine. From my perspective, I think they have to go offensive line. Um, I'd love to see them add talent to that offensive line to continue to protect Justin Fields, give him more time. And um, so I'm just going to start with like kind of the winners that I see. So like from an all 22 perspective, players that I now want to invest in after this trade, I'm looking at Justin Fields and saying, this is fantastic. If, if you're telling me that they now go and add an offensive lineman at one nine, they added uh, DJ Moore to really uh, help out that receiving crew. They have Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. There's really no excuse for him next year to not be successful in that offense. I still think the team needs a lot of work. I think that defense needs a lot of work. But from an offensive perspective, it, it, there's not much missing anymore. So, so Ray, is there anything on that offense that you want to invest in? Is there any other pieces that you want to invest in with the Bears? Well, yeah, well, I'll say I'm not sure we know DJ Moore is not an alpha receiver. He's had junk throwing him the football his his whole career so far, right? He hasn't had the opportunity to be paired with a, I don't want to say special because you don't always have to be paired with a special quarterback, but uh, a, a good quarterback even. He hasn't had that, right? And so 
uh, Justin Fields, as it relates to the passing game, may or may not be that. This is the year we find out whether he is or isn't. Uh, but at least the upside is there. So uh, I'm 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 still very high on DJ Moore. I think he has potential to be that alpha receiver, and maybe we'll learn that this coming year. Uh, I'm still a little hesitant on on Claypool. I know he had the one big year, so we've seen it before. But he's he's been on the downswing, and I don't know if it's just making too many TikToks or what. Maybe he should just leave that to us. But I do think it's sort of a put up or shut up for him now uh, in 2023. If he doesn't produce as just a solid number two, even uh, I think he's going to be the type of guy that then bounces around to different teams and you kind of don't really hear from him again, which is kind of crazy to think about compared to where he was two years ago. Um, But things happen quick in the league. So uh, I still think there's a lot of untapped uh, potential there, even though you look at someone like DJ Moore and think, well, you know, he's still a great player. We know who he is already. I don't think we do at least to his fullest potential yet. So I'm looking really closely at that. Uh, And then just, I guess, whatever they bring in as a result of this trade, Um, not just necessarily for this coming year, but the years beyond. Um, They have some good draft capital now. And so I'm just looking to see how 2023 sort of shakes out for them and then what they end up doing with those picks. Because if Justin Fields proves to be a good quarterback through the air, right, uh, the Bears, I think, as of right now, have $75 million in cap space for this year. They're obviously not going to use all of that in free agency, but they'll probably bring in some talent and then have some rollover cap space looking into next year to where if they do have to work on a potential extension for Justin Fields, they can do that, right? They have the flexibility to do that. Or if they choose not to go that route, then, well, they have the the future draft capital to make a move for a quarterback who will then be on a rookie deal and then use that money elsewhere to build around him. So it, there's a lot of different ways it can play out. I'm just, I'm fascinated to see which way it goes because basically the word for the Bears is is flexibility. And I think if we go to the Panthers in a couple minutes here, that may also be true for them. Sure. And I think one more guy I want to just highlight on that, that Bears offense is Braxton Jones. Uh, you know, offensive tackle rookie last year. He really broke out, proved that he was in that group of top tackles uh, in that class, even though he was, very underrated going into the draft process, uh, process. So that's really exciting for him. Now that they add a receiver that's going to get open quicker, hopefully get the ball out of Justin Fields' hands faster, make his job just that much more easy, less time that he has to maintain a block. Uh, huge for him and huge for, again, whoever they decide to draft at number nine, if it is if it is an offensive lineman. So before we go into kind of guys that we think lost value, I want to talk about guys that I don't think we should jump jump the ship on yet. And we shouldn't also like say that they're going to be breakouts. Um, so I was seeing a lot of things on Twitter going on about Terrace Marshall Jr. and Akeem Aquanu. Uh, you know, Marshall now they're saying is going to be the number one receiver there potentially. I don't know if I see it right. He really hasn't done much in his, in his time there so far to really deserve that. Right. In two years, he has a high of a 67.7 PFF grade. Um, I think he has 490 yards last year at one touchdown. So like, has he done really enough to say that he should be that number one receiver for whoever they draft at quarterback? I'd say no. Uh, you know, the Panthers still have their second round pick, their second round pick, which is, uh, you know, what is it? Pick 40 or pick 39? 39, so, I think, yep. Yeah, so that's a great pick for them to go and get a receiver, especially in this draft where maybe there's not a true number one guy and it might be better for them because they're not going to get that guy at pick 39, but there's a lot of guys kind of in that middle tier guys that can go there and be a playmaker really early on. 
Um, and I, I think that's the pick that they're going to go ahead and get that receiver to pair with whatever quarterback they draft. That's going to end up being the number one. So with Marshall, I'm not saying he, he won't end up being the number two or he won't end up having a better season now with uh, DJ Morgan and other guys gone. Robbie Anderson was traded last year, but, but, you know, I, I would say let's pump the brakes a little bit about saying that he's going to have a breakout. And then with Akeem Aquanu going along the same lines, you know, we don't really know how this is going to impact him yet. Right. Um, you, he was kind of the foundational piece that they wanted to put into that offensive line to start building it. I'm not sure they now have any picks to, to continue that process, right? Like what else can they bring to that offensive line? How could they help Akeem Aquanu? Um, are they going to be able to get receivers out there that are going to get the ball out of their hands, help the quarterback get the ball out of his hands quick to help Akeem do his job? I don't know. Right. So those are all kind of unknowns for him. Uh, you know, if, if they go ahead and draft Anthony Richardson, there's a chance that it's more of a run heavy offense. And who knows, like when I watched Akeem Aquanu in college, I thought he, he, that was his strength, right? Run blocking was his strength. He's an angry blocker. He, um, he punishes people, but as a pass blocker, I thought he had a lot to improve on. So that could end up being a strength for him. But if they go ahead and get, um, like a, like a true pocket passer and a CJ Stroud, I don't know. I don't know if that helps him, although Stroud is a technician and will get the ball out quick. So Still a lot of unknowns. I don't I don't think we should just say, yes, that's a guy I want to invest in right this second. I've been invested in Akeem Aquanu, so there's there's no change there. Uh, I think the 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 broader sort of takeaway for the Panthers for me is I don't think any particular, especially young player's role is actually set yet, right? Whether you're talking about Terrace Marshall or any receiving option, uh, or even many of their young defensive players, maybe outside of like the cornerstone guys like Derek Brown and J.C. Horn and such, uh, because I, I, they're going to have to show it and prove it. Right? This is obviously a move for the future uh, for the Panthers still. Um, and if you look at sort of their cap space moving forward, so right now they have about twenty-two million dollars in cap space for twenty twenty-three. So that gives you the ability to make a couple moves here and there in free agency, but nothing groundbreaking, right? Uh, but in 2024, looking ahead, they have projected $156 million in cap space with no dead money on the books. Wow. So obviously there's, you know, that, that can change with some potential extensions, perhaps on the defensive side of the ball, but they, at the same token, they can also restructure some deals if needed, like a Taylor Moten. I mean, when you're looking at that much cap space, I doubt it. But I think the, the, the point there is they have so much money to play with moving forward especially, and they're going to have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So they're not going to have to allocate a ton of resources cap wise to the quarterback position. So they have a ton of money to make a lot of different moves uh, to build their team up. So basically if you're on the Panthers, you're, you simply have to show it this year or else they're going to bring in someone else to replace you either through the draft. You mentioned uh, pick 39 there for receiver, which I, I definitely agree with, but also in free agency, they, they can fill a ton of holes there with that much money, you know, on the offensive line receiver, or even, you know, sort of shoring up the, uh, the defensive side of the ball too. maybe another pass rusher outside of Brian Burns. So there's a lot of money for the Panthers to play with that again, similar to what I mentioned with the bears earlier, they can go in a ton of different directions here. So no one's role is really set in stone outside of the top top guys on either side of the ball for the Panthers. And so on defense, right, that's that's Horn, that's probably Burns and Brown. On offense, I'm not sure that's anybody outside of someone like uh, Iniquanu who they, you know, just spent a first-round draft pick on uh, at offensive tackle. And then Taylor Moten signed a big deal as well. He's got a big cap number two, and he's a pretty solid right tackle. So um, I think 
a ton of 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 uh, positions and and roles are just up for grabs on the Panthers as well. So it's it's almost like a a total start from scratch. They got a lot of room and money to play with. Sure. Okay. And now, what guys do we think are going to kind of take a stock hit? You know, with this trade. So like, maybe I'll start just by saying that I do think Darnell Mooney is kind of getting the worst of this, right? Like they bring in DJ Moore. It's another speed receiver. Um, and you, you have to think it takes away a lot of targets from Darnell Mooney. Um, and also on top of that, does he go to the number three role? Right. So it, does that mean he's on the, on the field less, it's less opportunity, not just from, uh, the guys taking your, your, uh, targets away, but it's also field time, right? You have Chase Claypool there, who's more of a differentiator in terms of body type and skill. So what happens with Darnell Mooney? Do you, do you see him kind of getting the brunt of this, uh, effects? I do. And I think just to be fair, he, he kind of had his window to show what he can do and he made some splash plays, but never really ran with it. Right. He never really took the bull by the horns and solidified himself as, uh, as a top receiver option. He's, he makes some spectacular catches and some big plays, but he's not terribly consistent. So I think he takes a huge hit there. Right. And, and I think uh, the other loser that I see is really the owners of pick one, one. So like if you're in a fantasy draft in, in, in all 22 and you have uh, pick one, you were probably really excited to get a quarterback going to maybe the Colts who have some really good offensive line pieces and, you know, a Michael Pittman. Uh, maybe you thought he was going to go to the Raiders and he would have Waller and, and Adams to throw to, but instead he's going to the Panthers who just traded away their number one receiver. Uh, their offensive line is, is weakness. Um, and that offense is really devoid of weapons. So I think that's a, that's a big loser. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to be patient, right? Like I said, once they spend that 156 million they have in 2024, maybe things will look a lot better for you, but, uh, yeah, you might have to hold your breath in 2023. All right, Ray, any last thoughts? No, I think that's, that's big news. That's, that's enough for today. And then who knows, there might be some more big news coming here soon with the way things are going in the NFL right now. Right. That's right. All right. Stay, uh, stay tuned in because we'll have more. I'm a ghost.